Bienvenidos and welcome back to Puro Pinche Gol, the place we discuss all things USMNT y la selección mexicana. My name is Adrian, joining me once again is my co-host in Tocayo, rocking that overall, Adrian. Adrian, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going, dude? Here, uh, as you can see in the, on my background, I have a bunch of stuff, steel boxes from uh, my move, slowly but steadily, and getting back into having a dedicated space for the pod. Yeah, it's slowly coming along, man. Uh, that's good. Good to hear, man. Uh, this episode is going to be a special, cool episode that we're trying something different here. Um, you know, the European season has started for USMNT and, and uh, Selección Mexicana players. Uh, many of them have found new homes. Many of them, um, you know, have stayed and tried to fight for a starting spot or a bigger role at their current clubs. Um, but uh, we thought it'd be fun to kind of rank the eight most, I wouldn't say, uh, I guess the eight most talked about or, you know, hyped or, um, you know, relevant strikers right now for the USMNT uh, based off uh, this chart you guys can see here, this tier chart. Uh, S tier, A tier, B tier, C tier, D tier, F tier. Um, S tier, we're not going to be basing this off, you know, S tier being Messi and Ronaldo. This is going to be scaled down to represent the USMNT. So, you know, an S tier here would be somebody that's playing one of the top four leagues, consistently starts for their team, and is banging in goal, goal after goal, you know, consistently. Um, F tier is just, you know, somebody that's, you know, completely injured out of the picture right now, or just finds himself not playing. And then obviously A through D is, uh, kind of uh, on a rank basis. Um, the players we're talking about today are Daryl Dique, Jesus Ferreira, Jordan Pifot, Ricardo Pepe, uh, Florian Balagon, uh, Haji Wright, uh, Josh Sargent, and Brandon Vasquez. Um, so with that, Adrian, man, let's get into it. And let's start with your your homeboy here, your your fave, Brandon uh-huh. Vasquez. Uh, Vasquez, who plays for FC Cincinnati. He's one of the MLS players. Somebody that, unfortunately, you know, he was kind of blocked from a move to Europe this summer. Uh, Europe, uh, Europe to uh, Bundesliga was kind of on the cards. Uh, but uh, ultimately... I can't remember they were priced out or uh, Cincinnati just simply said, you know, we can't afford to let him go right now. Um, but, you know, I know he's you're, you're a big fan of him and he started really hot the MLS season, but has since really cooled down, man. You know, he has four goals and 20 matches, three assists in MLS. Um, he's, he's pretty good when playing with USMNT, right? He, he took advantage. He didn't start much in the, um, in the gold cup, but uh, when he did play off of the bench, he did score. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts on Brandon Vasquez? Are you still, you know, nerding out for him? Still a big fan of him? <laughs> I'm still a big fan of him. Uh, I think he he's if he's able to, you know, concrete a move in the winter break or whenever the MLS season ends, which it's I think it's December of this year. Uh, if he's able to move that concrete, make, make that move a reality and play for a you know middle of the table kind of uh, low team in, in Bundesliga. I think it will be extremely good for him because I think it's one of those uh, forwards that the USMNT doesn't really have in terms of, you know, his physicality. If you look at the at the most recent forwards that the USMNT has been using uh, back in, in Qatar and, uh, and the most recent uh, Gold Cup and uh, Nations League, most of them are, you know, not flimsy, but they are, you know, uh, svelte, they are thin, they are fast. 
I'm not saying they're not strong. What I'm saying is Brandon Vasquez brings that physicality that, you know, for, for sometimes we, like as the USMNT lacks, if, if you were to put, I don't know, Brandon Vasquez uh, against the Netherlands in Qatar, I think he would have had a better <laughs> chance than mm. Jesus Ferreira in terms of, I guess, retaining ball and, and, and become, being a, a go-to player that is able to, you know, put up a fight against the likes of Bilger van Dijk. Um, nonetheless, as you mentioned, he has actually kind of sort of cooled down with uh, Cincinnati, even though Cincinnati is at the top of the league right now at MLS. Um, while he hasn't been scoring as much as he did last season, he, as you said, he only has four goals compared to 19 from last season. Uh, I think he has been able to be a more of a team player and provide an outlet to the Cincinnati offensive rather than being the go-to guy for Cincinnati. Uh, the go-to guy for Cincinnati right now is Luciano Acosta. So I think, I mean, again, he's he's only only, only going to be able to be a better prospect or a better solution for the USMNT as he's able to move to Europe. If he's unable to move to Europe, then, man, I'm, I'm, not, I'm still not going to, you know, stop geeking out, geeking out, geeking out on him, but... I wouldn't necessarily take him take him seriously for a you know USMNT spot. Yeah, I agree, man. I agree completely. He definitely has adapted his, his game to kind of suit a, a more of a holding forward type deal, right? He 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 draws mm-hmm. defenders in, and he's able to distribute a lot better than he was last year. His numbers have gone down, but his um, his you know people that appreciate soccer appreciate the work he does on the field. Um, what do you think rating wise for him? I, I'm feeling a C just because obviously he's not uh, he's not banging in goals in the MLS like you would like a forward a striker to be doing at that level, right? Um, he's definitely not in Europe. He's not doing horribly to warrant an F or a D, I don't think. But he's kind of in a in a place where he's uh, just kind of you know slowed down and uh, kind of stagnated, right? Yeah, no, I, I think that's a fair assessment, man. I think anywhere between like a B- minus and a C uh, range, I, that's what I will find him. I'm going to go ahead and agree, agree with you, a C. The only reason why he will be a B is because, or the only reason why we put him on, why we can put him on a B would be if he was, as, as you said, killing it in MLS, but he isn't. He's getting yeah. consistent play time. He's, uh, he's still, you know, a sought-after player with Cincinnati. He has you know, an interesting future, but unless some of these things become a reality, um, I don't see him above a C right now. All right, let's go to the next one, man. Next one I have on the list here is Josh Sargent. Josh Sargent, who started the season in the EFL championship on fire, right? He had uh, three goals and one assist in the last four matches uh, for Mm -hmm. uh, Norwich. Um, unfortunately, as we've seen with him in the past, he injury prone, he got injured and, uh, we're yet to really see the serious, the extent of it, but we know it's serious. We know he's going to be out for some time. Will he be out for nine, 10 months? It's an ankle injury. Probably not, but he's probably seeing, you know, three, four months out. Um, unfortunate because of the timing, right? He was performing well. He was looking to move maybe in the winter. And he was probably going to earn that move. Now it's probably moving, you know, pushing suitors away because, you know, injury prone. And But uh, he was definitely the lock-in striker for Norwich. And, uh, you know, the EFL Championship is, is a good league. It's definitely one of the yeah. top leagues in Europe, even though it's the second division in, in England. Yeah. So uh, to be making that type of uh, – to be a starter there, to be scoring week in, week out, 
Um, he was doing great. Um, it's just so unfortunate about the injury. Yeah, some may say that the EFL is the sixth best league in, in you know in the entire world, and I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree. I mean, the level it's you know below uh, Premier League, but it's definitely on par with Eredivisie, Belgium League, even Portugal. So, yeah, I mean, unfortunate man. Uh, kind of a hard to rate him right now because I'm I'm torn between he he could have if he was healthy right now he could have been an easy A B A S kind of you know ranking but right now man I, I'm I'm afraid I have to put him on an F dude I, I, depending or maybe D depending on the seriousness of his uh, yeah. injury I guess that will depend uh, where where he goes but you know D to F that will be my my call with him unfortunate very unlucky on his on, on his side. Um, I really hope that he gets to see, you know, the, the, I guess the medical assessment comes back positive and it's not as, you know, severe as we think it is. Yeah. But what I've been reading so far is that not, not, I mean, there's, there isn't that much hope for him. Um, and then just, it sucks, man. It just sucks. Uh, he's been trying to make a move into EPL again, and this is just not a good perspective on him. And he's been trying to work his way back into the national team, right? Uh, he wasn't there in the Nations yeah. League or Gold mm-hmm. Cup, um, but uh, yeah. he stayed and fought with Norwich and uh, earned his starting spot. And I agree. I'm right there with you. Um, I don't know if I would have put him at uh, A to S. I would have probably put him B plus to A. Um, but yeah, I definitely think this drops him down to a to a D just because, you know, when he's injured, he he can't serve anybody Damn, in the club man. or the national team. Um the reason I'm not putting him as an F just because it's not a, uh, we don't, we know it's on ACL tear, which keeps you out nine to 12 months. Um, hopefully this is just a three to four month thing, Max. Um, but yeah, unfortunate for uh, Josh Sargent, man. Um, yep. The next, the next player on our list here, another player that's playing in the EFL championship, uh, Derek to Haji, Haji Wright himself. <laughs> um, <Hell> yeah. <laughs> someone who has moved from Turkey uh, and Antalya Sport up to Coventry City in the EFL Championship. Um, you know, since he moved there, he's pretty much made an appearance in every game. Uh, either I think he has two starts and four roles or four matches off the uh, the bench roll. Um, and he has scored. He has scored one goal against Middlesbrough. Um, you know, I, 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 yeah, he's not scoring. You know, he has six goal, one goal in six games. Again, four were off the bench. He's not scoring maybe as frequently, but I think you know the season is still young. He's healthy, um, and the good thing about Coventry is they like to play a, a three-four-one-two with two strikers mm-hmm. at the front. Um, so uh, he's competing really with the uh, player Sims out there on the on the as a second striker. Um, it looks like uh, Godin has the uh, other striker role locked in. He's pretty much first on the on this team sheet every week. And between Sims and uh, uh, Haji Wright, they kind of battle for that second striker role. Um, so you know, I think between that, if they keep that formation, I think he'll get a lot of a lot of minutes this season. Uh, between the EFL, between the FA Cup, um, you know, he'll he'll definitely be able to make some some appearances. Uh, what, do, what do you think of him? Do you think, uh, you know, we obviously were shocked that he was, he came out of nowhere to be in the World Cup squad, right? And hasn't really yeah, been called uh-huh. up in the World Cup squad since then. Uh, do you think um, he's ranking in, he's still in one of the top strikers for the USMNT? You know, tough one. Um, 
Maybe, maybe right now, yes, just because George uh, Sargent is injured, and you know, Brandon Vasquez is not necessarily producing the level that we want, and we have some other uh, strikers that we haven't even touched yet that maybe are not necessarily uh, at the at the performance level that we want them. But I think as of you know, lo looking at the pecking order, I would definitely see him as you know the fourth, maybe fifth choice right now. Uh, if I'm being you know, completely fair to him, and I'm nothing against Haji, right? I'm I'm a there to Haji guy kind of kind of uh, fan over here. But uh, yeah, man, I mean, I I like the fact that he moved from Turkey to the championship. Um, and he the the good thing about Haji, right, is that and please PPG Nation, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't have the facts, but I we I don't think he's an injury prone prone player. So if he's able to, you know, earn that spot and continue to be healthy and just prove that he's, he's worth, uh, he will definitely compete for that fourth, third spot in the USMNT. Uh, what we want to see for Hadid Wright to happen is to continue being healthy, to get more minutes uh, in his current, current team right now at Coventry and uh, just show us that he can, you know, score those goals that are, you know, shall we say magic. <laughs> yeah, the there to Haji goals. Um, you know, he, exactly. he's another player that's kind of like the same, brings the same physical presence as Brandon Vasquez, right? Mm -hmm. um, yes. And he's doing it in a much stronger league. So if he's able to uh, start getting, you know, more consistent assists and goals and appearances, I think he could definitely shoot up the ranking, especially with the unfortunate news of Josh Sargent. So um, currently, I yeah. think I'd rate him as a C plus or a B minus, you know, on that line. But do you think that's a fair yeah. assessment? That's definitely yep. fair, dude. Yeah, uh, I think it will be he would deserve a higher ranking if he was playing week in, week out, and he was the undisputed starter. Yeah, uh, but he isn't just yet. So, fingers crossed right. for Hadji. Yeah, so we'll go ahead and put him there in front of Brandon Vasquez, kind of on the on the line between C plus and B minus. Uh, the next guy yeah. we have on our on our list here, Adrian, is a uh, Flo Balogun himself. Uh, a guy that, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of hype to him, obviously. We saw what he could do in the Nations League. He scored a goal against Canada. He played well against Mexico. Um, but other than that, his summer was very slow, very mediocre, right? He um, mm -hmm. he yeah. he didn't have the best preseason. He played in the, against the MLS All-Stars with Arsenal. And he I think he played one other half at another uh, preseason game. But other than that, he didn't even make appearances for the preseason for Arsenal. Much, mm -hmm. if any, right? Um, he finally is yeah. getting his move away from Arsenal, uh, moving to Monaco. Uh, you know, granted he passes his medical tests this week, but you know, the contracts have been written. The contracts have been signed. It all rely on the medical tests, which I don't see why he'd fail. Um, but all documents are pretty much done. Um, but the one thing I do want to mention about this move, great move. We saw what he could do in, uh, league on, right. Um, but, uh, Monaco is currently first in the league. They're they're one of the bigger teams, definitely in France, much bigger than the team he was in last year. And uh, they they're looking to compete to make it to the Champions League and to to win League One. Um, so I think at least starting, uh, you know, with Monaco, he might find himself in the similar possession that we've seen Ricardo Pepe. You know, Ricardo Pepe has been benched in favor of uh, Luke de Jong here. Uh, He'll be facing very, very stiff competition for that number nine role uh, from current striker with some uh, Ben Yedder, uh, who has been prolific okay. at his time at Monaco, right? He has 135 or 86 goals in 135 games. So um, 
Obviously, Monaco is going to be playing a lot of competitions this year, so he will get time. You don't buy somebody for forty million plus to have him ride the bench, right? To not play him, yeah. yeah. So he should get plenty of action, but it's just going to be up to him to um, kind of make that spot his own. Uh, you know, obviously, after having a, a very slow start to the season and uh, not really playing much since the uh, Nations League, do you still rate him as the number one or number two striker for the USMNT pool, or do you think he's gone down? Mm, man, it's, yeah. you, you're coming up with some good questions today, dude. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, uh, but I, I, I think it. I think as of today, as of right now, uh, maybe the number one is uh, El Tren Ricardo Pepe in my in my uh, personal view, just because of what you just mentioned, dude. His uh, flows the gun. Uh, summer was super slow, and I think I, I'm gonna even dare to say that it was detrimental for him in a lot of ways, right? The fact that he has to he had to go back to Arsenal and going through all these rumors whether he's gonna stay or not if he if he, if he feels value uh, valued at Arsenal if I want us to you know make a make a challenge for that spot against Gabriel Jesus uh, and not allowing him to move sooner right to a different team so he can you know get that preseason going and be in shape uh, for the beginning of the season um, I I wonder how big of an impact is gonna have on him uh, when he's you know considered to be ready for game time. Um, the, yeah. I, I was I was going I was re- listening to a podcast today and then they were talking about this move uh, from Arsenal to, to Monaco and man, I'm, I'm torn apart I don't, I'm not too sure if it's a, if it was the best move for him he's definitely going you know down a level in terms of competitiveness if he would have stayed at you know at, at a different EPL side. Uh, mm-hmm. but the fact that he's going to Monaco he's not gonna be the starting nine. That worries me. He's played. He's going as Ben Yedder has been around for a while. He's definitely not not a young player, but he is a you know player that you can bank on. That you know that you're gonna get your money money's worth. That he's gonna be uh, you know relevant on every single match. So this is a big challenge for Flo. I, I really hope that he finds himself in a position that he's able to play more often than we think he's gonna play, um, and that this is not a you know kind of sort of like incline lateral incline move for him mm-hmm. um i would love him to go to a to us to a place that he for sure at least 90 percent of the time was going to be the starting uh yeah. striker because at 21 years old that's what you want you want time right you want to develop you want to keep on honing your skills and moving to a to a team that has you know a good presence in the league but that presence also means that you're going to compete against more experienced players that are not necessarily, you know, on their, uh, I guess, downside of their career, but more, more likely on, you know, the tail end of their peak, maybe, mm-hmm. uh, which means that you're going to face tough competition. So I, I think as of today, he's definitely maybe the second on the pecking order just because of those specific reasons, right? I don't think he's, uh, I don't think he's in shape to be considered, you know, starting, starting 11 material right now. Yeah, I mean, if he if he wins that starting role from Ben Yedder, um, he easily makes himself yeah. A tier at that mm-hmm. point, right? And yeah. uh, mm-hmm. if he starts scoring again week in, week out, like we saw him last year, that'll be S tier level for him. Um, it's yes. just, you know, Ben Yedder is a player that's like, not to spend too much time on him, but like maybe many of you guys haven't heard of him, but he's a player that would start for the USMNT in a heartbeat. You know, 85 goals and 135 yeah. appearances <laughs> in one of the best leagues in Europe. Um, you know, that's what we're needing. It's a good point. striker. 
Yeah, he's a good striker. Yeah. He's a you know he's a he's a pro. He's a good yeah, he's a good striker, man. Um, so I, I think Flo can do it. You know, we, we saw glimpses of that with the USMNT. So uh, I, I think I think it's a good move. Uh, it, it, obviously, the League One is not as uh, defensively heavy as the uh, Premier League. So it's it's a it's a uh, league built for strikers. So um, I definitely think uh, you know once he's finally passed that medical, knock on wood. Um, and starts training and starts getting his first couple bench off the bench matches. Um, if he he starts getting a flow to his game, I think he could uh, surprise people and definitely earn that starting spot sooner rather than later. So, what do you think? Uh, a B, B, a solid B for him. Yeah, solid B right now is good. Definitely, yeah. I think that's a total fair, fair assessment. And DPG Nation, you you gonna hate you gonna hate baby. Put it in the comments. <laughs> All right, man. Let's move on to the next guy here. We have uh, Ricardo Pepe. Um, again, someone that's kind of find himself behind another tail end of their career striker in Luke de Jong, another prolific PSV, mm-hmm. in a you know, legend. Um, but, uh, you know, we saw, we, we've seen Ricardo Pepe make a couple of uh, appearances off the bench. Uh, we saw him finally get his first Champions League goal for PSV. It was a penalty, but uh, he did mm-hmm. play well that match. Um, and uh, most recently, last week, PSV had a behind closed doors uh, friendly, and he scored a hat trick. So um, nice. I think it, it's just a matter of time before, you know, obviously Luke de Jong is 33. He'll uh, eventually start uh, needing a, a break here or there between matches, and it's a matter of time before we see Pepe starting. I, it's still or not. It's still too early to panic and say, oh, man, this is Augsburg all over again. He's not playing, right? Um, I think uh, the season's long. They're about to qualify, for, assuming they beat Rangers. They're going to qualify to the um, Champions League. So between the Champions League, the KNVB Cup, the Eredivisie, um, I think he should definitely find plenty of time to play. Um, so you you were mentioning you think he's a little a step above currently uh, over Balogun yeah. because you know he's been with PSV a little bit longer and has had some game time at this point. Yeah, and he looks in better. Again, again, we haven't, we have yet to see Folarin Balagon on a more competitive match rather than the ones that he was part of during the summer. I think Ricardo Pepe right now is in best, in, in better shape. He's in, definitely we have seen him in better form. That Balogon, um, he I mentioned he just scored a, a, a hat trick on a closed door friendly, right? Um, and I think you know he it didn't take him that that long to make an impact on PSV you know, now with the start of the season. So uh, I, I think it's just a matter of time for him to, you know, he, uh, get into the heat of things, uh, get, get get into that role. And maybe I think we're going to see him as a sub. I think we're going to see him as a power sub whenever Luke Young is tired or they need more power to take, uh, you know, to make a comeback or whatever the case may be. I think we're going to see him. Um, and the fact that he's playing on a league that he knows now and he's he feels comfortable that is that is you know it's a league that it caters to those strikers, right? Um, I think he he's in a, he's in, a, in the best spot that he can be right now, as of today, in this moment, to be considered maybe the starting uh, striker for the USMNT. Yeah, good points, man. Um, could have said that better myself. I think we're gonna have to you know just so we could have a an somebody in the A column, we'll put him in the A column or A row, yeah, as the A minus. Um, but again. Uh, if he starts bagging in goals, he'll definitely remain there. Um, and same with uh, mm-hmm. Balogun. If he starts bagging in goals, he'll, he'll he can move up. Um, next guy we have on here, don't really want to spend too much time on him just because 
he's having a horrendous start to the season and it's just not looking too well for him. Uh, Jordan Pifak, um, you know, after Ooh, yeah. being one of the players that we all thought was going to be named to the World Cup, uh, but they inle- instead took um, Haji Wright. Um, he started off mm-hmm. the, the fall 2022 uh, very, very well. Scoring, scoring, scoring. He was hot out there. And ever since then, he's cooled down and has just, uh, you know, lost his starting spot at Union uh, Berlin. And now sometimes doesn't even make the bench. Um, so, yeah, very poor start. Relegated to just, you know, a, a squad player, role yeah. player. Um and, you know, I, I think I might be jumping the gun here. I still have to hear what you say. But at least in my opinion, I think right now he's at a D and just only ahead of Sargent because Sargent is injured. And in that, obviously, Sargent wouldn't be in the D position. But I'm going to put him here in front of Sargent on that row just because Sargent is injured. <laughs> what do you think, Pipa? Right. I, I think he's a first assessment. But to me, I mean, I, I would even... I, I, I will I will feel comfortable and even go out there to just say he, he's this is an F dude. I mean he's he's not making a big impact on on Berlin and I wouldn't be surprised if you know by the winter break we see him either moving to a you know a, a smaller team or a, or a smaller league or even coming I, I don't know if he, if he ever played at the MLS but coming to the MLS. Uh, I mean it's it's a tough one for him, dude. I I really had high hopes and expectations for him, but. Damn, uh, I'm not too sure if he's just going through a rough patch mentally or what the, what is what's going on, but he's gonna have a tough 2023 and whatever comes in 2024. Yeah, ever since he was left off the World Cup squad, he just hasn't been the same. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I went ahead and moved him behind Sergeant. Uh, he's just tiptoeing between a D and an F. Uh, I like yeah. what we said there. So I'd rather start an injured Sergeant <laughs> than a healthy PFOC at this point. Um, okay. Yeah. So, uh, next player on the list here is Jesus Ferreira, um, the Pirate of the Caribbean here, um, the man who uh, won the uh, Golden Boot at the Gold Cup, scoring seven goals in five games. Granted, it wasn't against the biggest competition, right? But I mean, hey, you play who you're yeah. in front of, who's in front of you. He's had a, a better, mm-hmm. um, definitely a better MLS season than uh, Brandon Vasquez. He has ten goals in eighteen MLS yes. games with two assists. And like we said, you know, he had a great, great summer with the USMNT. Granted, they didn't win the Gold Cup, but he individually had a good, good showing. Um, I think, in my opinion, I want to hear your opinion. Um, he's number three at this point, man, uh, behind Pepe and uh, Flo. Oof. Um, I yeah. think he's he's right there at a, at a B. Um, I'm, I'm even going to say I'm going to say a B. I'm not even going to say a B minus. I mean, I'm going to say a B. Um, I don't want to be too critical on the guy. You know, I'd say, oh, you guys are MLS haters putting him in C or B minus. No, he's been performing. Uh, uh, he he's a, he's you know locked in starter for Dallas. Obviously, their main threat going forward. And uh, when he plays, he scores and. Um, he took he took advantage of the summer of USMNT. So, what do you think? You think he's three on the list as well? I mean, as of right now, I guess so. Uh, I mean, it isn't like he's facing a lot of competition right now. <laughs> Damn it! Uh, I'm not I'm not necessarily an MLS hater. I do watch MLS pre, uh, almost pretty much every single uh, weekend. Uh, but damn, I, I just cannot get behind the freaking Jesus Ferreira, Ferreira boat in this case, because he's a part of the crew, right? <laughs> uh, I just can't, dude. I, I cannot. I, something is wrong. It just feels, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel right for me, but. You're still remembering my, the, uh, the uh, performance against the Netherlands in the World Cup? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just think that he, he, 
unfortunately, he he's a victim of the hype train of MLS and other things. And that's I think that's maybe the whole reason why I just cannot get behind him. I'm not saying he's a bad player. I don't think he is not uh, deserving of a spot on the USMNT. It's just very difficult for me to ass- make a, make a an assessment, a definitive definitive assessment on whether or not he should be, you know, the third in line, or he, or even he, or even if he should, you know, be considered for uh, a spot in the USMNT, just because of other players out there facing tougher competition. But I do understand that soccer and football is about moments. Um, I do think that Jesus Ferreira is, is, is like an espajismo. Until we see him with tougher competition, then I can definitely get on board. But as of, I mean, as of right now, I agree with you. Let's let's make an unbiased opinion, which is he's performing right now with his team. He's he's going through a good you know moment throughout the summer. Let's hope that he keeps it up. That if Silas goes into the playoffs and we can continue to see him uh, settle into that role and maybe push him into hey, let's go to Europe. Um, I think, as of today, he's definitely a solid B. Yeah, there you go. Uh, you, you guys make sure to yeah. record that clip of Adrian saying that and uh, <laughs> send it back to him. Um, no, but yeah, I, you put it perfectly. I think he's a victim of the MLS hype train circumstance, right? Um, if, if he weren't, if MLS weren't consistently hyping him up and uh, trying to sell him to to the USMNT, to the I think yeah. we'd all we'd all be more appreciative of who Jesus Ferreira is as a player. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think he's number three right now, and hopefully, move to Europe comes through for him because uh, seems like a good guy, and it'd be cool to see him out there. Uh, hopefully, performing yeah, well for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Last one on the list, and this one we're not going to spend much time with at all. Um, the reason he's on this list is just because uh, he's another one of the European Legion out there, uh, and before his, you know crazy injury um he is actually performing pretty well um daryl dk um who's gonna be out until at least uh next year he got injured back in april and it was you know estimated nine month uh recovery time so uh you know injured for that long uh not even available for your team um you know poor guy but it's gonna be an f for him at this point <laughs> yeah i mean f but, for respect right i mean also- <laughs> <laughs> F in the well, chat. I mean, yeah, Ex- yes. <laughs> I mean, exactly. I, I don't. I don't mean to. You know. I hope that it, it doesn't come across that I'm making fun of him because I'm not. I'm just. It hurt. It hurts, dude. It's broken heart. It's sorry. It's heartbreaking. My bad. Uh, <laughs> to see someone like uh, Daryl Leake going through another serious injury, you know, shortly after coming back from a difficult one. So, yeah. you know, all you know. All, all the best to him. We really hope that he gets better. Uh, I think you and I, you know, find him to be a very interesting player. And whenever he's healthy, he he's proven to be, you know, a a talent that raises our, you know, our eyebrows and be like, all right, this guy can actually compete for a spot uh, yeah. in the USMNT roster. But Jesus, man. Yeah, poor guy. Um, speedy recovery, Daryl DK. Um, so. Mm-hmm. Adrian, man, as we wrap this up, dude, uh, where can our listeners find us, brother? Don't forget they can always find us on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe, hit the like button, and turn on the notifications. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, the Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast on. Last but not least, you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at Puro Pinche Gol. We post stuff every now and then. Yeah, make sure to follow us and uh, let us know in the comments below uh, what your rankings are. 
between S, A, B, C, D, F rankings for these eight players. Are, is there anybody that we missed here on the list that uh, maybe deserves a shout-out um, and recognition for this list? Uh, do you agree that currently Carlo Pepe is probably the, the most in-form and fit player to be leading the USMNT starting you know, A-team lineup? Uh, you know, definitely interested to hear where you guys think of our, our list and interested to see where you guys rank everybody. So um, be sure to comment. Adrian, man, it's been another good one with you, brother. I'll uh, see you in the next one, bro. Take it easy. Always a pleasure, my guy. Likewise, brother. See you.